So, uh, guys, I'm with uh, Brittany. Uh, hey, Brittany. I'm Chris. Hello. Hello, Brittany. I'm Alex. <laughs> she she just shook her uh, her hand in front of the uh, microphone. Oh, yeah. like a handshake or like, like a, a handshake? Yeah. yeah, like oh. a handshake. Well, how very cordial of you, Brittany. That's Thank wonderful. You. Now I'm curtsying. <laughs> Did you just blow one of us a kiss, or what was that? I just kissed her hand. Oh. That was nice. Oh, she slapped you. Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we just had like a whole, a whole pantomime relationship. <laughs> I love the idea of a pantomime relationship where like, and now we're pantomiming moving in together. <laughs> and now we're fighting over the dishes. <laughs> now I'm pantomiming doing the dishes bitterly. Oh, bitter dishes. I lost that fight. <laughs> Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 85. We have now done as many episodes as the IQ and subsequent nickname of Aaron from Aliens 3. Whoa. Anybody? Yeah. No. no. Speaking of things that are commonly considered to be of below average intelligence, today we're talking about Troll 2. <laughs> it's not the sequel to anything, and it doesn't have any trolls in it. Today's episode, as always, is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep, which is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can get a free book by going to that address, signing up, and even keeping the free book if you cancel the subscription. You can also suggest a topic of anything you'd like to have us read or watch, whether or not it's on the Wikipedia's list of movies considered to be the worst. We'll watch almost anything. Uh, you can do that by going to read-weep.com slash suggest. I am your host, Alex Falcone, and I have a very special panel with me today. First up, despite the director's insistence that this movie is about monsters, the only plot that captured my attention was whether or not this person was going to give up his friends or remain a virgin. In Northern California, it's Ezra. If your dad were here, he'd cut off my little nuts and eat them. <laughs> this was a lie. What did I know? <laughs> yeah. If your dad was here, he'd be a freak. <laughs> That's not socially acceptable behavior, Dad. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> also joining us, as always, uh, he can see dead person, but doesn't help save his mother's life. Interestingly enough, in Seattle, Washington, it's Chris. I know what I'm going to do to save this family. I'm going to piss on them. <laughs> if, if your only tool is a penis, every job looks like a urinal. <laughs> and also, we have a very special guest today. Uh, she's your dead grandfather who appears in your mirror. Unless she gets lost because you switched houses recently and then you know, appear in your sister's mirror. In Northern California, also reporting live from Ezra's studio, let's welcome Brittany to the program. Goblins don't need to justify their evil acts. <laughs> that was the bitch in line. That was the bitch We don't need a reason. We're fucking goblins. <laughs> what is Grandpa Seth's role in this whole thing? He didn't avert any disasters. <laughs> I, I think it's badass axe wielder. I think that's his role. Yeah, but yeah. only at the last possible second, after a lot of time went by, that it really could have used a badass axe wielder. <laughs> his big gift was literally a bunch of baloney. <laughs> no, I, I taught him how to light the house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you were still a dick about it, though. <laughs> 
Like, okay, you're you're a ghost. He is a child with a family, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be the one. You're gonna wield the fire extinguisher and let him do the Molotov cocktail throwing into a house. <laughs> okay, maybe we should save this for later because I, I feel like there's a lot of good stuff on on Grandpa's yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's save it. Yeah. Well, but I already wasted my best joke. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. This joke is to be continued, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back with more of this joke after these messages. Do 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 do. Monster just a be heel as the monster show. Young money is the rasta and a monster crow. And I'm pull up, pull up, pull up in the bank with a funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my money ain't. Let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie. All right, before we talk anymore about the uh, movie, we need to have Chris summarize. Chris is, of course, a resident summarizer for his freakish recall and soothing baritone voice. Chris, I would like you, though, to put your soothing baritone on hold for a moment because I would like you to summarize this movie in the deadpan delivery of the now YouTube-famous friend of Elliot. If it helps you get in character, Chris, this is what Arnold sounds like. They're eating her! And then they're going to eat me! Oh my god! So about that good, if you could shoot for that good. <laughs> about that good. Okay, I think I think I can do... Well, we'll see. Right. <laughs> so picture a family. It's a normal family from a normal town. You got a mom, and a dad, and a really hot 16-year-old sister who works out half-naked, and an 8-year-old boy. Maybe he's 9, but he looks like a wussy 8. Anyway, they go on vacation to the country. They think vacation is making fun of poor people. So they go to Farmland, USA, and they trade places with creepy farmers. And everybody in the town's creepy, and the little boy, Josh, knows that they're goblins. Apparently, goblins are in the woods, and they don't eat people. They eat people after they've been turned into puddles of salad because they're vegetarian (laughs) goblins. Anyway... Josh is trying to convince his family that there are goblins, and it turns out there actually are. But you know what saves them is not Josh, it's Grandpa. Dead Grandpa who appears in mirrors. And after they eat the family, they're gonna eat me. Oh my god! (laughs) Puddles of salad is a great line. Uh, all right, well, uh, before we say anything about how bad it was, let's, let's run with delightful. Let's go with compliments. It's time for our compliment sandwich. We always like to start and end with a compliment so that it feels like we're being fair. So, uh, Brittany, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Uh, I'll go last. All right, last it is. Ezra, it is your turn to go first, then. Ah, oh, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I guess this is this is the Compassionate Parenting Award, <laughs> as well as the Seamless Exposition uh, Award. So, um, when we realize that Grandpa Seth is actually dead after he disappears from the rocking chair, somehow still making the rocking chair move when he disappears, <laughs> the uh, the line that the mother says about about Grandpa Seth is like, "Grandpa Seth has been gone for more than six months now. You were at the funeral." And I know it was very difficult for you. It was also very difficult for your father and for Holly and for me, his daughter. (laughs) Kids, we were wondering, man, I bet that's his paternal grandpa. That mom's a cold (laughs) bitch. (laughs) But no, myth busted. (laughs) 
going to be one of those giggly shows for me. I feel it coming. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to go next? Um, sure. Oh, man, there's there's so many. Where do I start? But really, it's the awesome, awesome sex scene that's in this movie. So <laughs> the goblins, although the goblins, so let me describe the goblins in a little bit more detail. They're about four feet tall. And they're a little bit pudgy, and they all wear brown burlap. And then the goblins are actually depicted in the movie by somewhat non-threatening latex rubber masks that don't move at all. Um, but anyway. kind of awesome looking compared to the other stuff that happened in the movie. Well, yeah, compared to you know special effects that include Jello and Gak. I mean, they're they're awesome. <laughs> but anyway, the Gak pudding was appealing. They're they're led by this queen of the goblins who sometimes turns into a goblin but other times just looks like an aging lesbian but um <laughs> anyway there's an amazing sex scene where the specific chris <laughs> so the the family goes off on vacation they're followed by the girl's boyfriend and his friends in a camper and the last guy in the camper is still in the camper so she goes and has a sex scene with him where she seduces him with an ear of corn yeah, and they start making out both with the corn at the same time in the middle of them. They're like they're both eating the corn cob towards yeah. each other. Yeah, but not kissing. Oh, it's hot. But then it's so hot that the corn starts popping, and they're covered in popcorn by the end. It's not even how popcorn works. That's exactly what popcorn works. Best thing about this though is he gets away scot free. He doesn't he die. He just, he just gets covered in popcorn. He nearly drowns in popcorn, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy ending for him also he must have been starving because half an ear of corn is not much food you can't split an ear of corn with somebody even in the midst of lovemaking i mean it did become an rv size like you know jumbo <laughs> popcorn though which was pretty all right that's like that's like pretty much jesus right turning like you know, one ear of corn into yeah. an rv full of popcorn without the drying stage in the middle <laughs> it's impressive. How did they do it? Also, how is he? Three days later, three of his friends have disappeared for days at <laughs> a time. <laughs> no food or water in the RV, and he's just watching TV. There's no jokes to tell about this movie. Just more describing. Yeah. <laughs> just having to keep telling you what happened. We just spent crack us up. like five minutes describing the ridiculousness of one scene of this movie, <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to Britney's compliment yet. Not the oh God, I should have went first. <laughs> my compliment yet either. Oh wow! Oh, it's Alex's turn, isn't it? Remember how I said uh, that my my talking about Grandpa was going to continue after the break? Here it comes, the second half of that joke. So my compliment is that the dead Grandpa is kind of a dick. <laughs> so as I previously mentioned, he has the Molotov cocktail and the fire extinguisher, and he's like, "Here, you take the Molotov cocktail, eight-year-old." And then they're going to attack it, and he's, here's what he says: He says. You light the wick and throw the bottle. I'll cause some confusion with this. <laughs> it w why would you be confused by someone trying to put out a fire? I mean, right, yeah. Okay, so how are you going to confuse... Okay, so I guess uh, you starting a fire and then putting it out would be a little confusing. Also, you being dead and coming back to life would be confusing enough uh, without the fire extinguisher part. Or maybe uh, he's going to stand there with a the fire extinguisher and not put out a fire that he started, which would be confusing. People are like, man, I'm confused. Why don't you just use that thing? <laughs> You're a weird arsonist who brings a fire extinguisher with you. I mean, it's great. The grandpa was like, he seemed like he wanted to save the family. 
but he was kind of half-assed about it. You know, like, he could he could control lightning with his mind. Yeah. All right, but he couldn't, like, I don't know, talk to his daughter for a second and say, like, oh, hey, this is real. Your son's actually, you know, like, trying to tell you the yeah. truth. He's yeah, like, never... he's like, no, not going to do it. Also, he, he shows up to the kid when the kid doesn't need him just to, like, tell him bedtime stories. He shows up when the kid asks for him in the mirror, but then when the shit hits the fan, Grandpa's nowhere to be found, and they have to seance his ass back to the, the house. <laughs> he, can, he can stop time for 30 seconds at his mom. He can stop time, as far as we know, indefinitely, but only allows it for 30 seconds. Yeah. He seems to be pretty much omnipotent. He can magically make big, thick bologna sandwiches appear. Why can't he stop some very inept goblins? <laughs> really poor goblins. <laughs> All right. All right, that's my compliment of the path to Grandpa. I like that he's a dick. I like that. Passive aggressive. Once you're already in hell, you're not you're not really going to be caring that much about your old family. All right, Brittany, uh, postpone no longer. What's your opening compliment? All right, opening compliment is the best name for a local town sheriff is Gene Freak. <laughs> Gene Freak. <laughs> he's a he's also a, a dancer from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next one was, I, I need your guys' help to verify if there was an insane clown posse poster in the little kid's bedroom. <laughs> no, it wasn't an insane clown posse. It was a Joker like poster. Oh, oh, okay. Dude, I, I mean, I know the comment round is just one per, but kid had some excellent room decor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had like G.I. Joe pajamas. He had... Oh. <laughs> Man, it was excellent. <laughs> I, this is probably pre-insane clown posse, right? This is when the the clown posse. You're right. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> this is back when the clown posse was just a little agitated. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hadn't quite lost it yet. Yeah, chemical imbalance, clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, now we're going to open up the floor. It is time for the uh, our regular segment of capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial art and also dance hate. Oh, all right. Yeah. These are not getting any less obscure. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a capoeira lesson yesterday for, oh, really? for a ridiculous reason. Anyway, so... <laughs> Wait, what, what's a good reason to yeah. take a capoeira lesson? Uh, it's like a... Rhythmic self-defense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, th- that's our obscure hate segment. So, uh, any- in any order, drop a hate, spread it around, kick with it. <laughs> All right, I'll start. When they're in the van traveling, and the seven-year-old son is- has had a nightmare that ends up he ends up screaming. The mom tries to get him to perk up by saying, "Sing that song I like yeah. so much." <laughs> And the song that he, she likes so much is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. You're 40, woman. Haven't you ever heard the radio? Yeah, what about the White Album? Come on. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, my, my favorite song, Everything in the Public Domain. <laughs> this is the worst song on a road trip, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, repeat it over and over. Yeah. The whole yeah, family starts singing along, problems. but not in a round. They just start joining yeah. in and starting wherever. It's in, in a rhombus version. <laughs> I gotta hate. Um, this is for for not knowing that a doorbell exists. Um, so, so Sheriff Freak is standing outside of the um, of the the house, putting the family under siege. And after a while, he's like, "Hey, 
let's let him know we're still here. And he just fires his shotgun out. <laughs> Not necessarily the... just yelling. I mean, they, yeah. they waste. There is a doorbell. There is a doorbell. <laughs> Knocking. Hey, here's something I hated. Since when do plants bleed green pudding if you cut them? <laughs> I mean, I guess maple trees sort of bleed syrup, but that's a totally different thing. This is like goops of green pudding fall out of them as they're turning into a plant and then getting killed. No, no, no. This is this is from the Shakespeare, uh, the the Gardener of Venice. You know, if you if you cut me, do I not bleed green pudding? pudding. Yeah, that was. I remember that line now that you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, and then whenever somebody's feeling ill because they're turning into a goblin, they just start bleeding from the forehead like heroes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, man. Again, think... we're just we're just describing. We're not. <laughs> Plus, there's also um like thick green writing just for taunting people on softballs. Oh! <laughs> Only for softballs, though. <laughs> They're goblins that still need to rub it in that you're eating this kid's mom by writing it on a softball. Your mom's tasty. <laughs> also, you throw like a girl. Also, the chunky warm milk, they pull, they pull out milk out of the refrigerator, and she's like, there's only milk in the fridge, and it's chunky, like it's a week old, as if this movie was invented before refrigeration. Yeah. Milk can last a week. In the fridge? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Fridge? Yeah, after it goes bad, it lasts a week. <laughs> But I felt like, too, they didn't even explain the milk, either. Like, you didn't see anyone drink it, or it hurt anyone, either. <laughs> And why the milk not green color? The one thing you've established in this movie is that food that is green is dangerous. Except if milk. If I understand this right, I mean, the milk is to turn people into goblins. Why wouldn't they make something that people actually wanted to eat? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> uh, so here's... Well, anyways, another hate. I'm yeah. just going to hate on the mom. She just really bugged me. I thought she naturally looks like a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, without a mask. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I had a, I had because at the end, the last like scene is this kid and his mom are alone in the house. His mom goes to take a shower. He gets the message on a softball that his mom <laughs> is dead, and he walks up towards the shower, still running. And I'm like, no, don't go in there, because if she's if she's dead, that'll be sad. And if she's not dead, she's like 45, and her boobs will look like a goblin <laughs> mask. <laughs> what's your What's but, your understanding of age, Alex? <laughs> but when the goblins Eating her though, she had like a hot body. Like there was actually eating. there was some a pretty well shaped boob, uh, <laughs> yeah. like under the under the green goop. It was clearly a, a 20, 25 year old boob though. That, oh, that, that was, was a stunt boob. It was a stunt boob. That <laughs> was not a forty five year old plant goblin boob. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the writing in general on this? Um, yes. And that it was terrible. So I did. I just looked at the Wikipedia, and it makes a lot of sense that the writers. <laughs> Did not speak a lot of English <laughs> before this. The priest, they, the the boy, like stumbles into this church revival meeting of the goblins in human form. Oh, by the way, the goblins can turn into people. But right. um, yeah, the, there's this priest giving kind of a pep talk, and then at some point, the priest says something like, "We need time for some things to happen." <laughs> I mean, that's a great excuse to have it be like a, a goblin in a person suit. Yeah. That you like, because cause he's not going to talk great. <laughs> They're not an eloquent species. Yeah, a goblin was the first language. Lay off, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about the goblins, though, is that like some of them definitely could turn into people, 
but others were just in people in both shots. Yeah. Like, in some of the reveal shots where they're like, oh my god, the people are actually goblins, some of the people behind those goblins were actually still people. So I don't know if they're like groupies or what. They, had, they, they had only s- had so many masks. Six goblin masks. <laughs> Uh, so now we're going to play a, a version of one of our regular segments. This is called Yours is Not a Very Good Race of Monsters. Yes. And we're just going to focus now a little bit on the goblins and, and what we know about the goblins from this. Because I have not seen another movie with goblins as the evil monster race. So I had to learn all of this for the first time. So let's talk about what it is that makes the goblins such inept monsters. Don't make your power source a, a light space between two rocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only did it look like the queen of the goblins was having some, you know, some affairs in the throes of the light between two tall rocks, but at the same time, all somebody has to do is put their hands on the rock and concentrate on good thoughts, and all of a sudden, the goblins go away. Right, then the the goblins go away, but they just go to the big city to kill you later. Yeah, but still, away, you know. (laughs) No, still, that that is like the worst, like, uh, you know, weak point since, like... The wicked witch being allergic to water. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's. This would have come up at some point. Someone oh, would touch it. Or a upside, small thermal though. exhaust port buried along the equatorial trench of your base. <laughs> <laughs> the upside of this, though, is I appreciate a race of monsters that knows the value of indirect lighting, <laughs> <laughs> of mood lighting and uh, and fog effects. Yeah, it's behind. It's right behind the rocks. It's not like a light, a naked light. The light source is somewhere behind the rocks and just a, a popping out. It's nice. Yeah. You know, here's my problem with the with the goblins. They can turn themselves into any shape, and yet they decide to be creepy looking <laughs> townspeople. <laughs> they can't turn themselves into like chatty people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't charismatic. Yeah. The... Or good cooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yours is not a very good uh monster race. If you don't really understand the the value of sustainability uh, in your food source, <laughs> I mean, if if the only people that come to your your shitty twenty six person town are tourists, which you then eat, you're not going to attract more tourists. It's not I'm a, sorry. It's not a booming tourist industry there. Yeah. No. Yeah. You it's it's like it's like uh you you can you can shear sheep many times but skin them only once, right? Yeah. If there's a way that you can harvest these people continually. By having a lot of them come in and a few of them disappear. Even Stephanie Meyer figured that out in Italy. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, the vampires in Italy bring in thousands of people and kill one in one or ten, you know? Yeah, uh, that's a good ratio. That's sustainable. Yeah. Even poor, slow-witted Stephanie Meyer figured that one out. Right. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> also, the goblins have no fighting skills at all. <laughs> yes, let's talk about the go- goblin attacks. Well, their, their weapons are basically stick forks with pointy ends. <laughs> There was that one good throw of the stick fork into yeah, okay. dude's shoulder. But, yeah, but but here's the goblin plan of attack. Throw a spear, let him recover and run away. <laughs> Wait a while. In the goblin's defense, his plan of attack, when faced with six non-human monsters carrying pitchforks, was to go up to them and say, hey guys, let's talk this out, and okay. then walk away. But in his defense, he was trying to impress a hot blonde. Arnold, I mean, was doing his best. And, like, he did show confidence. I hear the women go for that, so. <laughs> In their defense, they were also trying to impress the hot blonde by turning into <laughs> a plant and eating her. 
Was she impressed? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, wait. How how come Arnold turned into like an actual like tree, and yeah. she just like d- dissolved into like you know like plant boobs? Yeah. There, yours is not a very good race when you have inconsistency <laughs> in your magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one rule and let me follow it. <laughs> okay. Also, once they lose the sticks, which is for the rest of the movie. They are terrible in hand-to-hand combat. All you have to do is just punch them in their brown hoodie, and they will fall down, and they will not be able to continue attacking you. They have like a piggyback attack. Yeah. Oh no, I'm weighed down by an extra 60 pounds of goblin. I could never throw that off. Now my mile time is going to be decreased significantly. <laughs> time to mile. I mean, not a lot, but it won't be a PR or anything. It won't be <laughs> Their only real plan of attack. Their only real plan of attack, the only way they can get you is to convince you to eat the green pudding first. But they can't speak English, so they're not very persuasive. They Uh have to leave green pudding lying around and hope you're hungry enough to eat it. Is it then ruined if the family had actually brought like a week's worth of groceries with them? Yeah. (laughs) The the dad's just kind of, you know, cheap and he's like, well, I mean, I don't really want to pay for it, so I'm, you know, it's all right. We brought our own, we brought a roast turkey. We'll be fine. They're like, oh fuck, right? They, <laughs> we're gonna be hungry for a while now. <laughs> or if they were just on a diet, because when the goblins threw a party with all the green pudding to eat, it was all cakes. <laughs> They're like, sorry, oh, sorry, green cake. Lent, I'm... guys, I gave green I gave cake up. up for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gotten me on Fat Tuesday, though. I would have eaten that yeah. whole green oh. cake. You just missed it. <laughs> yeah, and plus, all right, so they have a police department, all right, which is well armed with shotguns, and yet they choose to be completely like hand to hand combat, slash these pointy sticks so they can't throw them. Well, I wonder well. if the, maybe the shotgun wasn't real. It was part of their, like, that when they changed from a goblin into a human, the stick became the shotgun. <laughs> or as Ezra said, it's only for a doorbell. Yeah, they don't have doorbell, <laughs> only <doorbell>. shotguns. <laughs> They're just really confused. They're like, nope, that's a doorbell. <laughs> my stick wouldn't have made any noise i had to change it yep well reload the doorbell <laughs> yours is not a very good race of monsters if you just name your cities backwards <laughs> it's like well we're evil but we're big on puns what we do <laughs> All right, so for our next segment, I'd like to talk about the big picture. Uh, This is a a regular segment that we call the moral of the story, where we try to tease some meaning out of this meaningless pile of imagery we just watched. What have we learned from this? I mean, obviously, we've learned to invert the name of every city we go to, just in case there might be problems there. Just to make sure. (laughs) Uh, What else have we really learned from all of this? Well, I think, you know, thinking about the moral of the story, I mean, this is a raging critique against uh, against veganism, I think. Mm-hmm. That was right? what it was supposed to be, actually. Yeah. Well, was it really? Yeah, it was originally written by the director's wife because, as she said in an interview, all of my friends were becoming vegetarians and it pissed me off. <laughs> so she made I mean, monsters that are vegetarian and the good guys are meteors. And yet, I think it fails because I think there's a pretty impact. <laughs> like, I think there's a pretty really? legitimate... You know, like defense of vegetarianism here. I went to Arby's right after I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a, a ham sandwich in my pocket just in case. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm never breaking case of goblins. All right. Well, speaking for the vegetarian half of this podcast, I think that uh, the suggestion that all vegetarians kill people to eat them is false. I think this is a straw man argument against vegetarianism. Or a meat man argument, as the case may be. <laughs> Alex, show me one vegetarian that has not at one point turned someone into plant matter to eat them. You can't do it, can you? <laughs> I mean, I can't show you over the radio. I could, I could pantomime it. <laughs> hey, you know who was a vegetarian? Goblin Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> also Goblin Pol Pot. <laughs> yeah, I thought the movie was also in support of anorexia. Yeah. yeah. Actually, did, did you notice the, the hot sister? At one point, she was like, I haven't eaten for two days when they've only been there for one day. So she was like fasting beforehand also. Yeah. yeah. Just... Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't count as fasting if you're just doing it to look skinnier. That, <laughs> that doesn't count. That's a disease. Fasting is a religious thing. <laughs> Man, but she was really working just... out hella in her introduction shot in that super, <laughs> super duper high cut, like, uh, lycra... Yeah, uh, like leotard thing. I think we yeah. all yeah. saw her inner inner thigh, and um, yeah, the message like a... is clear. Anorexia works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was banging. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the lessons I got is just if you want to lose your virginity, you really have to take it seriously. You have to prioritize yes, and not do. hang out with your friends so much. <laughs> Hose like, before I mean, bros. That's what I always say. The other guy, <laughs> I mean, the guy who had sex, you know, he had to wait till all of his friends died off yeah you know or abandoned him uh and then he made it with uh with the hot corn cob and the wit and we're assuming they had sex and she didn't just cover him in popcorn and leave him as a funny joke to play on a virgin right both of, i mean that's 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 second and a half base in my opinion <laughs> shortstop that's shortstop yeah absolutely and i'm pretty sure he got to third with the corn so <laughs> yuck This ad is required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, on a Read It and Weep company retreat in Barbados. All right, guys. Uh, so I know this looks like just a bunch of lawn chairs uh, on a beach, but it is... <sighs> Crappy. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sure they'll get you another margarita. Just relax. As you guys know, we're here because Audible sent us a letter that said they need a new mascot, which will help them with all of their advertisements. So... Brainstorm, you guys, what do you think Audible should use as a mascot for their ads? What, what do you think could be the, the Audible character? I'm, I mean, just spitballing here. First thing, uh, I'm thinking a pile of dog feces. Right. Oh, yeah, and you could kind of shape them like headphones, but it'd still look like dog poo. That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, the, and the tagline is, we're the shit. Okay. All right. Well, that's kind of a nice, I mean, it's a good complimentary tagline. So let's think of a way to take that tagline. I like where you're going. I'm just, we're just going to pivot on this. Take that tagline, lose the swears, and also replace the dog shit with something positive. Oh, like like hobo shit. Yeah, because it means the hobo was regular. Yeah. All right, I like where you're going with this. I mean, hobos are, are obviously not going to be great for enticing the audience, but I like that it encourages people to think about audible book, audiobooks as being inexpensive. So let's let's take something uh, inexpensive and a positive slogan. Uh, the audible.com Chinese labors. 
That is, I, I hear inexpensive. Inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. inexpensive. Okay, well, obviously they have a lot of audiobooks in different languages, so I like that you're thinking there's a possible ethnicity we could have here besides just Americans listening. I like that. So As long as the children are over 3.8, I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Audible.com, we can ride this ride, and it's just a global child workforce. With like one shoe. One shoe. Between all, all of them. them. Yeah. yeah. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Cheaper than white people. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out, please. No. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I hate you. <laughs> We're sorry for being racist. <laughs> We're sorry Chris is so racist. This is time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. This is the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about Troll 2. Uh, anyway, uh, so the, the, the minor compliment. Uh, in, for this one, we go in the reverse order. So, Brittany, you're up first. All right. Um, I love that the director never had his parents tell him no, and he was able to produce this. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up as an example of why not to spoil your children. Exactly. All right. Good compliment. Uh, does that make it my turn? Yes, it does. For my minor compliment, this movie, I, I'm going to compliment for putting a moral dilemma into me. It was a really interesting moment, which is when he goes to the, the, the kid runs to the grocery store, and they're like, we don't have anything except chunky milk that turns you into plant people, so goblins can eat you. But on the other hand, it's free. <laughs> I know you love a deal. I do. And it, it, it reminded me that I need to I need to think hard about... The, the real price of things. Yeah, financial. that's true. Yeah, just sort of maybe like value your humanity at least at like $2 and yeah. then it'll probably even out. Right, you yeah. know? right. Nothing, nothing is free. It, no. Yeah, it's like when there's like donuts in, at work in the morning and they're free so you eat four <laughs> of them and then you get fat and people don't like you. It's sort of like that if instead of getting yeah. fat you turned into a plant and then goblins ate you. Yeah, it's, it's very much like that. I would kill for a donut that was healthy <laughs> plant donut. Oh my god! You, you would, you would literally kill people for it. I exactly. think that's, Wait, I, think that's um, I think that's exactly the opposite of what I was getting at just now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're no, green. I get we're it. we're I green. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, your minor compliment. Oh god, I have a couple that I'm trying to decide on how to turn a hate into a compliment right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, okay, my compliment is for how gullible boyfriend Elliot is. <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, so Elliot decides uh, that he really wants to to get some with Holly, like, first thing when he gets introduced. But instead, she tells him that masturbation will turn him into a homosexual and that he should probably stop. And he says, oh, that's a good point. I mean, this is back in the 80s when that did actually work. Oh. <laughs> what an age we live in today. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine is, I guess my new compliment is for somehow someone invented masturbation that preserves sexual identity. <laughs> I, it was a great moment. <laughs> what if it's just like a switch where it's just like, like, if you masturbate even number of times, though, you just end up what you were before. Yeah, you're a stem cell until your first cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway of the whole day. <laughs> this is our motto. You're a stem cell until you're first cucumber. All right. Uh, finally, the last compliment comes from Ezra. 
Um, I guess this is a compliment for um, attentiveness and respect for royalty. Mm. Uh, so, you know, the, the goblin nation has just cornered the family in the house. Really, you know, just about to kill them. All of a sudden, you know, the witch summons them, and they're like, oh, our queen's calling, and poof, they all disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doesn't matter, they've been trying to eat this family for, like, the last, like, you know, several days. They're like, you know what, we're there for our queen. And I really just admire that kind of devotion, and we just don't see that among our rulers and subjects anymore. I mean, I don't, have a, I don't have a queen, but if the prom king and queen from my senior in high school called, I would drop everything to go serve them. Even if you're about to, you know, eat. The family you were trying to eat for a while? Yeah, even if I was eating a salad made out of people. <laughs> so if they did give him the jungle, would they want him to read all of it then? <laughs> Edit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or put a boom! No. Sound effect. <laughs> people don't get this far into the podcast anyways. No. <laughs> no one stays to the end. Everyone, everyone bailed. They were so angry at Chris for being racist. <laughs> That is it for our show. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. It's been episode number 85. We will be back at you again next week. As always, next week, we are going to be reading the first book in the Gossip Girl series of novels by whoever wrote Gossip Girl. doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, you can get that from Audible at audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. Get it free if you'd like or something more enjoyable. As always, if you have feedback for us of any kind, let us know by sending us an email. Go to read-weep.com slash contact or click on the little email icon in the upper left-hand corner. Brittany. Yes. Do you have uh, something on the interweb that we could advertise for you? Something like you'd like to pimp a blog, a video series? A... www.sackcomedyspot.com Sack, S-A-C, not the other Sack Comedy, which is a very different thing entirely. I think it's spelled the same, actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it, it's not S-A-C-K? Mm-mm. That'd, be, that'd yeah. be too formal. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can drop the K, usually. All right. S-A-C. Unless your spot. genitals have been knighted. <laughs> and if you're in Sacramento, uh, you totally should, should check out Brittany, because she's super funny, and she performs in many different capacities. There's an all-girl group. There's a, you know, non gender segregated group mm-hmm. <laughs> really the gamut <laughs> really the gamut of gender combinations <laughs> also uh, you can check out pictures of Brittany's cat and or dog depending on which ones she decides on our Facebook page facebook.com slash read it and weep and you can also see cat pictures pictures of cats from all of our guests so far alright that's it for our show we'll talk to you next week goodbye everybody Hello? Anybody there? No? Oh, honey, somebody's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my doorbell's out of ammo. <laughs> <laughs>